What's up, everybody? Welcome to Way Downtown. This is a podcast, if you want to call it that, a podcast about NBA. So my name's Jacob. I'm obviously your host, and it's just me for now. We'll see if we can get some uh, co-hosts, but at the moment, it's just me. Um, but I do have a lot to talk about. I've had this idea for a while, um, and I used to run something sort of similar to this on my YouTube channel. Um, it's hack, but... You know, I kind of lost motivation for that in school. I ran that with uh, my friend Zach. Um, he's not a part of this at the moment. We'll see if we can get him on. But uh, it's just me at the moment. And this is just a show that I'm going to try and run on a weekly basis and upload on a weekly basis. Um, just kind of like talking about the NBA, I guess, and what's going on around the NBA. Um, I'm going to do other stuff as well. Like I'll do like little videos on the YouTube channel here and there. Um, my award predictions, my power rankings, um, when trades happen, I'll discuss those. Um, I'll probably go live at the trade deadline, um, and kind of commentate on that. Um, that's just some of the ideas I have, and I'm sure more are going to come along the way. Um, but for now, I was supposed to have an episode released on opening day, uh, giving my thoughts on the preseason and my predictions for this season. Um, but unfortunately... With uni commitments and just other stuff, I was so busy, like super busy. So it was really hard to kind of get that video out. So this is the first episode. So welcome everyone uh, to Way Downtown. I don't really have an intro yet. I kind of do want to have like a little intro, like maybe like a a little kind of like soundbite, I guess, if that's what it's called. I don't even know. I'm just saying words at this point. But um, yeah, let's get right into it. So obviously, oops, go away, sir. So obviously, uh, we're a week in. Um, and a lot's happened. This season has been interesting. Um, obviously, we've got the new rookies, Victor Wembanyama and Chet are my two absolute favorites. Uh, and I want to talk about them a little bit. Um, everyone was talking about Victor Wembanyama in the preseason. Uh, not just the preseason, the summer league. Uh, when those summer league games came out, I remember he played his first game against... I can't remember who it was against, but he had a stinker. Um... And everyone was talking about Victor Wembanyama. Oh, he's the next Tingus Pingus. He's going to be a bust. He's not good. He's just tall. And I just, I don't understand how people can ride off players so quickly. But his start to the season has been one of the best we've seen from a rookie in the last decade. Like, I can't remember. Um, I mean, he just dropped 38 uh, against the Suns. So, so yeah, to, to drop 38 and 10 on the Suns, who are a very good team, by the way. I know they didn't have... Um, D-Book, and, oh, they did have D-Book, sorry, they didn't have Bradley Beal, um, but, you know, to, to drop 38-10 and 10 on a team that has a veteran center, Nurkic, Kevin Durant, one of the best players of all time, and, and Devin Booker, one of the best shooting guards now, to kind of, like, take over against a team like that and win the game is, is crazy, um, I think it was in Phoenix as well, I'm, I'm pretty sure it was in Phoenix, so to do that in front of an away crowd, he's, he's a special kid. Uh, and it's crazy, bro. He's younger than me. Um, I think about that all the time. Like, he's born in 2004. I'm born in 2003. Like, what am I doing with my life? Seriously. But, um, no, for sure. He he is definitely... Him and Chet are the future. And don't get me started on Chet Holmgren, man. That, that kid is crazy. Um, I have him. He's my pick for Rookie of the Year. And I'll go over my award predictions a little bit later in this episode. But Chet's definitely my pick for Rookie of the Year. Uh, I think I think Victor Wembanyama is great. But I do think that the, the Thunder are a better team. 
and I think because they're a better team, it's going to elevate Chet's campaign because they're going to win games. Uh, I think they're going to win a lot more games than the Spurs. I could be wrong, and I honestly, I hope Victor Wembanyama proves me wrong, but I think the Thunder are definitely going to win a lot more games than the Spurs. So I think I've got Chet for Rookie of the Year, um, and I think it's kind of similar to what happened a few years ago with uh, the whole Ben Simmons thing. Uh, when he won Rookie of the Year, Donovan Mitchell played fantastic as well. And while I, d- I do think Ben was more consistent that season, I think what elevated his campaign was the fact that his team was winning way more games than the Jazz. If I'm not wrong, the Sixers had a 52-win season, uh, and the Jazz only had a 48-win season. And I know it's it's only four games difference, but the Jazz finished fifth in the conference, and the Sixers finished third. Um, and I think it's just... I think it came down to the fact that Ben was winning games. Um, and I think I think the discrepancy between the Spurs this season and the Thunder this season is going to be bigger than the one between the Sixers and the Jazz that season. Um, so that's my simple reason why I think Chet's going to win. But there's a handful of rookies that are really good. Like Asar Thompson is looking really good on the Pistons. He's a, he's a defensive specialist um, and he's rebounding for a 6'6" player, his rebounding is insane, he's definitely a special pick, I think the Pistons are a sleeper team for the next few years, Cade Cunningham, Jalen Duran's looked really good, um, he had a stellar start to the season, um, and then they've got obviously guys like Osar Thompson coming up through the ranks, they'll probably be a lottery team again this year, get another high draft pick, but I think they're a few pieces away from making some noise in the East, um, but yeah, that's that's kind of like my input on the rookie pool this year um look I, I was really high on Amen Thompson coming into the into the season the Rockets have been really quiet um and he hasn't been bad but I would have expected him to make a bit more noise. I thought he'd be better than Osar um and Osar's been making a lot of noise in the Pistons but the Rockets have just been all over the place so I don't know what's going to happen with Amen Thompson I, I think it's very early days don't get me wrong I'm not I'm not um jumping to any conclusions about any players um but I think I think for now, the Rookie of the Year race, I guess, is looking between Chet, Wemby, and Osar Thompson. Just really quickly on Scoot Henderson as well. He's been uh, a little bit underwhelming to start. I know um, I know he's just a rookie, and I definitely am not making any judgments on how he's, the rest of his season is going to play out or how his career is going to play out because we've only seen like a, only like a five-game, five-six-game sample size. But um, I would have expected a bit more from the second round pick, considering that he basically has the t- uh, the keys to that team now. Uh, the Portland Trailblazers. I was high on the Trailblazers coming into the season. I don't. I didn't think they'd make the playoffs, but I didn't think they'd suck. Do you know what I mean? Like they have Simons, and I know Simons is injured now, but they had Simons coming in. Scoot Henderson, Jeremy Grant, who's still a very good player. Um, Shadon Sharp is looking awesome this season, uh, and they've got Aiton at the five who has been underwhelming, to say the least. Dominaden is the nickname he gave himself, and it's quite the opposite of what he's been bringing to the table with the Blazers. Uh, to start the season off, he's had 10.4 points per game. Uh, 13 with three rebounds. His rebounding has been good, but um, I just think he should be a bit more aggressive. Like I feel like DeAndre Ayton is really... I don't want I hate using the word soft, but I think he's quite soft. Um, in the paint. I don't think he uses his size and strength well. And that's what a lot of Suns fans had an issue with. Like, I see on Twitter, 
a lot of Sun Sands would be upset. Aiden didn't kind of like work his way inside. He always settled for a jump shot and he'd always lay the ball up instead of going up for a dunk. And it's just kind of like those little things that set the tone for a player. Um, but I'm keen to see how he bounces back on the on the on the Blazers because uh, it's like I said, it's only six games in, um, and he's been good for the for the Suns. You know, his his career average is a 16, 16 points a game, and his field goal percentage is really good, sixty percent field goal percentage. He's double digits rebounding. He can shoot the three ball. I mean, he's He's not a he's not a great three point shooter, but he can knock them down if he's wide open. But yeah, it has been definitely a quiet start. Uh, another player I want to touch on really quickly is Tyrese Maxey. This guy is crazy. Um, he obviously was playing next to James Harden last season, and the whole narrative around Tyrese Maxey, at least among a lot of Sixers fans, was that James kind of made Tyrese because in the games that last season in the games that James didn't play, obviously, like, and real quickly before we go on, I'm a Sixers fan, obviously, as you can see, the Embiid jersey, um, but, yeah, so last season, the games that James didn't play, Tyrese, Tyrese's numbers took a hit, um, and a lot of people thought that Maxi wouldn't or doesn't have the capability to be a starting point guard on a contending team. Um, but he's really shut that narrative down to start the season. Uh, he's been crazy. He, um, I think he's averaging 30 points a game at the moment. Forgive me. He's averaging 25.5 points per game at the moment. 50 field goal percentage, 44% three-point percentage, 7 assists and 5 rebounds. And and for someone like Tyrese, that's really good. He's only 23 years old. He's playing with uh, Joel Embiid and he's really, feeling, uh, he's really feeling that hole that James Harden left. Um, the first few games, he had 31 against the Bucks, 34 against the Raptors, and he's he's looked really good. Like he hasn't had a bad shooting game so far, and his three pointer has looked amazing. He had seven threes against the Raptors on nine attempts, uh, and for someone like Tyrese who came into the came into the league without a solid jumper, um, I remember there was questions about Tyrese's jump shot coming into the league. He was more of an athletic point guard that got to the rim, and obviously in the NBA you need to translate that into shooting as well um but he's done really well this season to start uh and i think that's helped the Sixers' success because coming into the season there was a lot of questions about the Sixers um and how they'd play without james um you know obviously unfortunately joel had a stinker playoff series i know he was playing on a on an lcl or something like that but um it was just really bad uh and they lost to the celtics they choked against the celtics in seven games that game six was um was something, man. Seriously, we sh- they should have won that uh at home in front of the home crowd. They were up going to the fourth, and then I don't know what happened. They just couldn't make a shot. And Jason Tatum went ballistic in that fourth after having a terrible game. Uh, he scored like twenty five points in the fourth quarter or something like that. He had sixteen points in that fourth quarter of that game after having I think only two points for the whole game, and the Sixers in that fourth quarter had only thirteen. So he outscored the Sixers on their own, um, and Harden couldn't buy a bucket, and Bede couldn't buy a bucket, and obviously they didn't have the depth to kind of compete. But I think now with Tyrese Maxey stepping up, um, he's looked a lot more threatening than James did for the Sixers. Um, and I know that's a crazy thing to say considering it's James Harden, but James's efficiency wasn't too good on the Sixers. Like he was shooting tour dates, um, and 
Tyrese has been scoring the ball at an efficient rate. I know it's only early in the regular season, but with the depth they have now, if Tyrese Maxey can be the primary scorer alongside Joel Embiid, I think the Sixers can make a lot of noise in the Eastern Conference. Um, Kelly Oubre as well has been a great pickup for them. He's been awesome. Seriously, I a lot of people underestimated Kelly and his, what he'd bring to the team because he, he averaged 20 points on the Hornets, and I think people are forgetting that, but a lot of fans said that it's kind of empty stats, and I see where people are coming from, but at the end of the day, a 20-point-per-game scorer is a 20-point-per-game scorer, and he's definitely shown that uh, on the Sixers. He's averaging right now 18 points per game on 51% field goal percentage for a Sixers team where he's coming off the bench. The first game he started, he had 25. Uh, against the Wizards last night, he only had three. But his defensive presence was crazy. Um, and he just brings a lot of energy to the team. Um, and coming off the James Harden trade, they have depth now. Um, obviously, it looked really bad towards the start. Uh, you know, you're trading an all-star 30-point-per-game scorer in his prime for Nick Batum, Marcus Morris, KJ Martin, and Robert Covington, all guys who are just kind of salary dump and don't seem to offer much. But the Sixers have struggled recently in the past few years with wing depth, and they have an overload of that now. So I'm curious to see where that will go. Um, so it's very early days, but um, that's my two cents on the Sixers. Uh, I want to say something really quickly on Ben Simmons. Uh, I think Ben Simmons is going to have a fantastic season. Uh, it's been seven games for the Nets, um, and obviously he's not scoring heaps. But Ben's looked really good. He's looked very athletic. Uh, his rebounding is crazy. He had a 14-rebound game against the Bucks. Forgive me, a 15-rebound game against the Bucks last night. While well, he only scored two points... Uh, I don't think he needs to be doing the scoring. Like, Cam Thomas has been on fire to start the season. He had 45. Mikel Bridges had 31. And while they didn't win the game, Ben looked really good on the season. He's only had uh, six and a half points to start. Uh, that comes with 11 rebounds, though, and seven assists. Uh, and those aren't bad numbers. Like, we saw... I know it's it's not what Ben Simmons was on the Sixers. And I, honestly, I'm not too sure we're ever going to see that level of production again. But... Coming from last season where he was airballing layups, um, his confidence just looked shot last season on the Nets, and with that whole kind of like KD, Kyrie drama, and him sitting out for the for the season, um, it was it was shit. Um, and I think from a small sample size, he's looked better. He hasn't looked as good as I think he will be. Um, I think he will, I definitely think Ben will find a groove later into the season, around mid-season, and I think he will score the ball more. I'm not expecting him to score 20 points per game, but I think he'll hit double digits. I think he'll, uh, he'll take matters into his own hands, and, and, um, Ben's definitely the X factor for the Nets. Um, we know what Mikael Bridges can do. If Cam Thomas keeps this up, he's, he's going to be an all-star contender, but, um, I think it all comes down, I think their success all comes down to Ben Simmons and and how well he plays, and I honestly predict that he will have a great season. I have him as my pick for, I, I had him as my pick for most improved player to start the season. Obviously, Tyrese Maxey's giving me a run for my money, but um, we'll see how that goes. I definitely think he's going to be up there.
Another team that I want to bring up quickly is the Warriors. Uh, the whole CP trade was interesting. Obviously, they got rid of Jordan Poole with the whole Draymond incident. That was kind of bound to happen. Someone was going to get traded, and I, I didn't think it was going to be Draymond. He's too important to that team and, and their previous success. I think they should have kept Poole because he's the future, I think. Um, and I know he's been inconsistent with his shooting, but people have got to remember he's playing behind Stephen Clay. Uh, and he hasn't really had the opportunity to to make mistakes. He's a young guy, and he's a young guy on a contending team. Uh, and the pressure's high, and a lot of a lot of young guards kind of need that opportunity to play on a team where they can make mistakes and they can they can have those nights where they shoot the ball poorly, and it doesn't really change much. Um, but obviously, you couldn't do that on the Warriors, and I see their justification in trading him. Chris Paul. It was an interesting pickup. A lot of people thought it wouldn't work. Um, I believe it will. When you mix arguably the greatest playmaker of all time with the greatest shooter of all time, you know, someone with such a high IQ and that can find any open man with one of the best off-ball movement shooting guards of all time, not shooting guard, like shooting point guard, um, I think that's a recipe for success. The thing with the Warriors is um, they need a better bench. I think if Kaminga and Moody can step up and fill those holes this year, um, they can definitely find success. But when you go back to their recent championship in 2022, they had crazy depth off the bench. They had Otto Porter, Bielitsa, GP2. Um, and those role players were really good for them. Uh, forgive me if I'm forgetting anyone, but they they played a huge part in that championship team. Uh, and I think if the Warriors want to find success again, they do need that bench depth because I don't think... I think CP and Curry will work together, but I don't think that's going to win them a championship just as it is. All right, let's go over my award predictions. So for the start of the season, this is an interesting one. Going into the season, I had no idea who the MVP was going to be because I believe it's there's a lot of narrative-based kind of movement around the MVP. Um, look, a lot of people didn't think Joel deserved MVP last season. Non-biased, I think he did. Um, he had a crazy season. He was averaging 33 points a game. His team was winning games, and I... I do think he had a better season than Jokic. However, that doesn't take away from Nikola Jokic. And I know he won a championship and all props to him. He's probably better than Embiid right now. But I think that Embiid had the better season. I did think he deserved it. I, um, but going into this season, I didn't have a pick. I, I didn't know who to choose. I was I was thinking about Luka. I was thinking about Tatum. I was thinking about Jokic going back for it. Um, right now... I think it's a two-man race, again, between Jokic and Embiid. Um, they're the two players this season that really stand out to me. Um, and they're the two players that are winning games at the moment. I know the Celtics are are up there as well. Like, they look like a powerhouse. But I don't think Tatum will win MVP. I think there's too much star power on that team to take away from Tatum's campaign with guys like Paul Zingas, Jalen Brown, Drew Holiday. All these guys contributing takes away from his individual stats, and that's not a bad thing at all. But I think it just doesn't look 
as as much like the MVP than someone like Jokic did in 2021 when he when he played without Jamal Murray and and uh, Michael Porter Jr. or like Embiid last season. But anyways, right now I don't know. I think it's between Jokic and Embiid at the moment. Um, obviously we're only like six seven games into the season, so a lot of players are gonna make a lot more noise. Those are my two picks for now. Um, if I had to pick one, I don't know, my, my Sixers fandom wants to tell me to go for Embiid, but I think with the way the narrative goes, I think they'll they'll want to pick Jokic again. Embiid gets too much unnecessary hate for no reason. Um, I can see Jokic winning it again. I can see Embiid winning it again. We'll just have to see what happens. Rookie of the year, I've got Chet Holmgren. Uh, don't get me wrong, Victor Wembanyama is crazy. And the start of the season right now, he's had a better start than Chet. Not to take away from Chet's start of the season, but Victor Wembanyama has looked generational, and rightfully so. Like he's he was the first round pick. Uh, he was the first pick, um, and he had the most hype since LeBron. But I don't know. I just I just, I just think Chet will win. Um, I think I think Chet will give him a run for his money, and I think his team's going to do better. Um, and who knows? He might put up better numbers than Victor Wembanyama, but I think they're pretty on par with each other. I can see either player winning. Uh, most improved to start the season, I had Ben Simmons. Um, and I just thought that he'd he'd have a crazy bounce back season. Coming from averaging like, I think he was only averaging like five points a game last season. And he just looked bad. He was really passive and really kind of scared to even handle the ball. Um, and he just looked like a shell of his former self. I just thought coming, coming off... Uh, the, the back surgery and fresh new season, fresh new team. It could do wonders for him. And I still do believe that he's going to have a bounce back season. He's showing it already, not scoring wise, but his all around game has been very good. Uh, he needs to limit the turnovers. But right now, my pick for most improved would have to be Tyrese Maxey. He has been crazy. Um, even if even just off the eye test watching his game, he's improved so much. His floater game is unstoppable. He's three-pointer. He's not scared at all to pull the three. And he hits them as well. So right now, that's probably my pick. For Defensive Player of the Year, I am a little torn. I think a sleeper for that pick is Chad Holmgren. Um, he's looked really good defensively to start the season. Um, and I just feel like he'll make a campaign for himself. I know a lot of these awards don't usually go to rookies. But... I think with the whole two-man race between between him and Vic, um, there's going to be a lot of eyes on Chet. Um, and he's definitely not going to fly under the radar when it comes to defense. So I think I think he's a sleeper pick. But right now, this is going to sound like a shock. Right now, my pick is Embiid. If anybody's been watching the Sixers, his defensive presence has been another level this season. Uh, he seems like he's blocking everything. He's hustling on defense. He's moving his feet. He looks really good. Um, like I said, only seven games in, but that's just my early prediction for DPOY. Sixth man of the year. Now, this is interesting. Um, there's a lot of ways this could go. Uh, to start off the season, I did have Kelly Oubre. Uh, and I know I'm picking a lot of sixes, but hear me out, right? 20 point per game scorer. Coming off the bench, he'd be the main bench piece. And he he was doing exactly that. Um, to start the season, he 
coming off the bench, scoring 18 plus every game. He looked really good. Um, obviously, he's starting now. But Nick Nurse was saying that's just for the short term. So we'll have to see if he goes back to the bench. Um, if Kelly plays the rest of the season on the bench, I can definitely see him winning six man of the year. Um, there's obviously guys now coming off the bench like Al Horford. Uh, Chris Paul is coming off the bench at the moment. If Chris Paul keeps coming off the bench, he's definitely a pick. Um, I'm going to stick with my original pick of Kelly Oubre Jr. I think Chris Paul's a sleeper. Um, but those are my two two main guys at the moment. I'll, I'll come back to this in a few weeks. I'm not going to try and predict the clutch player of the year because like, I don't really think that should be an award. Um, and it's too early in the season to tell anyway. So I'm just going to leave that. Coach of the year. Um, I don't know. I can see Mike Malone repeating. Uh, definitely Joe Mazzulla is a pick just because his team is going to be unstoppable. Um, let's go with Joe. We'll go with Joe Mazzulla. Uh, I'm probably going to bring this episode to an end soon. I know it's been a bit unstructured and I'm just kind of yapping. Um, it's my first episode. I'm still kind of figuring out how I'm going to structure these videos and, and podcasts, but, um, I'll definitely have some more set topics next week. Um, whatever's hot around the league I'll be talking about. And throughout the week, I'll, I'll try and pump out some videos just on, on certain topics that come up. Maybe I'll release a power rankings video. Um, my predictions, who's going to win the championship. I'll do those in separate videos rather than talking about them on a podcast episode. But right now, just to quickly go over the conferences in the West, the Nuggets are the number one seed, obviously, and they look like they haven't skipped a beat from last season. I don't really see many teams in the West competing. The Mavericks are 6-1. and one. They look good, but I just I don't know how long they can sustain this. Um, Derek Lively has been a fantastic addition to their team. Um, he's looked really good, and I think he can definitely feel that big man presence they, that we're lacking. Um, but we'll have to see. Uh, the Mavericks are, are very up and down. The Warriors, obviously, third seed. I did have them as a contender. We'll have to see as the season goes on. There's a lot of questions surrounding that team, but Steph Curry looks really good. You know what? Steph Curry is also in the in the discussion for MVP. He is. He's looking like he's in his prime again. Um, look, the Clippers now, just really quickly to talk about the Clippers after the James Harden trade, have a stacked team. Russ, Harden, Paul George, Kawhi, Zubats. Um, that's a crazy starting five. Their bench is really good as well. Terrence Mann, Norman Powell, Bones. That's a championship team. I'm curious to how they'll make it work because every time we see teams stack on like this, in recent years at least, it's it's been underwhelming. The, the most obvious answer, uh, the most obvious example right now is the Brooklyn Nets. Um, Kyrie, KD, James Harden. In the games they did play together, it was good. But it just didn't work out. There was a lot of drama on that team. Uh, there was rumors that Kyrie and Harden didn't get along. Um, and I'm hoping that's not repeated for the Clippers because obviously being a Sixers fan, I was upset with James Harden's handling of the situation. But at the end of the day, I'm a, I'm a big James, Harden's fan. James Harden fan. I've got a signed basketball out of frame over there. I'll, I'll show that in another video. But um, yeah, I'm a big fan of James. I'm a big fan of Paul George. I think they can make it work. Um, they had... They lost to the Knicks in their first game together, but I don't think... They didn't have any bad individual performances. Paul George had 10, 7, and 3. 
Kawhi had 18, 5, and 3. Harden had 17, 3, and 6. Pretty good debut game. Russ had 17, 4, and 4. I don't know. We just got to give them time to gel and see what happens. I'm not going to make any predictions for that team. I'm just going to let let it play out and, and, and see how they how they come along. Are the Lakers? They're the Lakers. Uh, they're, so they've started three and four. Um, we just got to give it time. Seven games in. I don't want to make any predictions too early on. Over in the East, the Celtics look like the best team in the world. Um, obviously, with their very strong roster, it's going to be hard for anyone to compete with them. It just absolutely blows my mind. They were able to flip Smart, Brogdon, and Robert Williams for Porzingis, Andrew Holiday. So their team is absolutely stacked. Um, their bench is lacking, but I have no doubt in my mind they will make more moves and potentially sign some free agents to fill those voids. But even even with that empty bench, they have looked really good. They face the Sixers, uh, I think, tomorrow. So we'll see how those two kind of on-fire teams go at each other. Uh, I think the Sixers can give them a run for their money, but the Celtics have the Sixers number. Let's be real. I don't know um, how the Sixers will handle that, but we'll, we'll have to see. Um, the Bucks, the Bucks are 4-2. But they have looked a bit underwhelming. I know it's just the start of the season, and I'm not one to to write off teams after a, after a slow start. And it's if you want to even call it a slow start, they're the three seed and they're four and two. But Dame has looked a bit off, other than his first game, of course, against the Sixers. Um, Giannis has looked a bit up and down, but you know they've only played six games. We have to give it time. Ah, uh, the Heat are uh, three and four. And like the Lakers, I think, you know, we have to give them time. The Heat obviously lost a lot of depth coming into the season. They lost Gabe Vincent. They lost Max Struess. And they didn't really make any additions. I mean, they got Josh Richardson. But, I mean, you know, what, what does Josh Richardson really have to offer in 2023? But we'll have to see how that goes for them. Um, I think that concludes the first episode of Way Downtown. A bit of a mess, uh, conversation-wise. Just a lot of random... Yapper, but it's only the first episode. I promise you things will get better. Uh, if you are listening to this first episode, which which might be, won't be many people because I don't have much reach on this just yet, uh, I just want to thank you for listening. Uh, hopefully, you can subscribe or follow to stick around um, and keep listening because this show does have a lot of potential to be great and I'm sure you'll, I guarantee you'll enjoy the future episodes. Just as I hope you did this one. Um, but that's a wrap for today. Uh, next week, I'm going to try and do weekly uploads on Wednesdays. I'm going to try and make Wednesdays my day. Uh, if any issues, I'll announce that on whatever social media platform you're looking at or or if you're on YouTube or Spotify, Apple Podcasts as well. I'll definitely um, make it known the days that I'm going to upload. But for now, Wednesdays is the day. So keep a lookout for that. Wednesdays, let's say 6 p.m. every 6 p.m. Australian Eastern Standard Time. Look out for it. I'll see you guys in the next episode.